When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Uh, first, I want to say thank you and welcome to anybody who might be new to the podcast. Um, I hope that you enjoy what you find here and that you'll check out other episodes. I think you may be here because you heard a rumor that we are partnering with the Gottman Institute this week. Indeed, Laura and I are doing the Instagram live from Laura's basement later this week. Uh, you can learn more about that at the Gottman Institute Instagram or at ours, Marriage Therapy Radio. If you're not a friend yet, go ahead and like that page. Where we'll also have all kinds of information about new episodes or product or activities. We've got a conference coming up in October that you might appreciate. I can get you a discount code if you want. But for now, Laura and I are talking about types of couples. Uh, I found a research study that sparked my interest made me think about just the different types and styles of relationships that I see in my office. Some couples come in, they're more ready than others for therapy. Laura and I talk about that. Uh, as always, it's a very cool conversation. Stick around. What are you thanking me for? What am I who? You said thank you for. Well, thank you for your patience and your grace. You're welcome. It's, it's camp season and there's this new thing that we're doing because kids are getting a little bit older, but we're carpooling and carpooling is new to me as a mom. That's cool. Yeah. I'm sure it was probably like a, I mean, you're, are you still carpooling? Yeah. And I'm, I'm carpooling again because I just lost a driver. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So. Now you are a one kid. You're back to one kid. Yeah. I have a half empty nest. <laughs> What are you going to do when it's a full empty nest? I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, boy. I have no idea. You should take on a couple more wives. Just add, you know, you lose two, take on two more. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> You're like, that is never happening. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm trying to, trying to wean them, <laughs> trying to slowly <laughs> yeah. pare them down. Um, uh-huh. Now, right now we're doing a lot of just house stuff, which is fun. Like our house is in a fair bit of disarray because we're just trying to move things around and make things new and you're going to do with your uh, daughter's bedroom. You're going to turn it into an exercise room. Mary's going to move in there first. Okay. And then what? It's it's the bigger room. Then we have this other room. We have to figure out what to do with. Hmm. So yeah, we haven't decided yet. Where, where's your Peloton? Is it in the living room? Is it down in the birdhouse? birdhouse. Okay. That's a good spot for it. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, You can ride my bike when you come. It's not a Peloton, but you can ride my bike when you come to my house. I have, I've been on a sabbatical, an exercise sabbatical. I've been the opposite. Why are you on a sabbatical? I found that, uh, I'm a person who needs to have a great deal of routine or none at all. Yeah. And in the summer I was not able to have a little bit. And so I gave myself permission to have none. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. I appreciate but, that. But, you but know actually, what? when I get back from your house, I am going to be like back on, in the in the Regimented. saddle because Mary will be at school and we'll have a little bit more of like a predictable schedule day over day. And um, yeah. I actually miss it. I'm actually like really excited to get back on the bike in particular and just exercise. I love feeling that feeling. So it was good. I've been, but I'm I've not, I'm not going to worry about it till then. I'm literally Don't just you like, worry about it. Not. Yeah. Keep it, keep it on the shelf. You know what I gave up? I gave up caffeine in the morning. How's that going? <sighs> look at my face. I look like a sloth. Uh, <laughs> well, it helps when you pull your eyes down like that. Yeah. I know that's very slothy. I'm going to give up caffeine for a week. Like that. A, a few How'd weeks ago, I gave up caffeine for a week and I just was like, nope, not worth it. Like not. Not a thing. It's day four. And I think because there's smoke in the air, my eyes are kind of irritated and they sort of feel drowsy. Um, part of me is wanting to re up on the caffeine. I was going to cheat. I'm doing this for myself. I really am. I'm like figuring out I've all the, all the blood work. I've had all the blood work and the stool samples mm. and all of that. We're back. I'm doing a checkup. Remember two years ago, I yeah. know our listeners were really concerned <laughs> about figuring out Laura's stomach issues. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I get I'm emails all the checkup. time about your, I, I get emails all the time about your health. You are such How's, a liar. They want but Here's the, here's the cool part. I did all of my blood work. Nothing. Everything is normal, healthy, and I'm taking zero like vitamins. I'm have, I'm like augmenting nothing. And it's just, it's weird. It's like the body really does like regenerate sometimes. And mm. I don't think I've done anything different. I don't know. Well, I wish that you, I wish you could look at the things that you have done and say, look what I did. And now my body is healthy instead of, instead of just and then this I write mystery. A, and then I write a book and it's all based on my personal opinion and experience. Well, no, but I think, I mean, I ask couples this all the time. I think I told, I think we've had this conversation before, but I ask couples all the time, specifically at the top of the second session, I say, relative to the last time we met and with regard to your relationship, do you feel better, worse, or the same? And they'll say, oh, I feel better or I feel worse. Or, you know, so most of the time they say better. And I say, why? After one session with you? Yeah. Well, I say, why? And they say, and, not, and this is the most often answer I get. Well, it feels good to have done something. Right. Feel, feel, I feel good that we've, we've done something. Plus, since we were last year, we've really been paying attention and trying to be nice to each other or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're fixed. It means they're better. Right. Yeah. Than they were before. And so what I'm trying to communicate to them, and I do this throughout the process of therapy, is I'll say, we want to be checking in often about whether you feel better or worse or the same. And if you can draw attribution and say, oh, I feel better because right. X, because I woke up every morning and I said, good morning. Or because mm -hmm. we turn the TV off over dinner or because, you know, we, we practice that one technique that you gave us. Then I'm like, fantastic. That's really yeah. great news. Now, you know, yeah. um, but if you, if you feel better and you don't know why, mm -hmm. like that's kind of a bummer. Like mm -hmm. that means either you're not doing anything or the things you're doing aren't really that effective or there's still a big mystery. And that's why I said to you, like, oh, I wish that it could be about, you could say, well, the last two years I've really been diligent about drinking a gallon of water a day or i've really been on top I'll tell of you what it is if you want to heal your gut apparently you just need to do covid and bake a bunch of bread and drink <laughs> drink a bunch of wine and do communion at home like i did for the last two years um 
No. Okay. I'm on it with you because here's what I, I actually just had this conversation with a girlfriend. Um, she said, my husband just got back in the pool and I was like, Oh, that's great. That's so awesome. He's, he's exercising. And I said, how's it, how's he doing? Like, how does it feel to him? And she said, I caught him checking himself out in the mirror a day after he (laughs) swam and he, he was like sucking in his stomach and he had like, you know, kind of puffing his shoulders out a little bit. And he was like, Hey babe, Come see how good I look. Yeah, and look I, at this. I like Ryan does this to me. He went for a six mile run a couple weeks ago and um and he hasn't gone back since. But after the six mile run, <laughs> he he's like yeah. I think I'm ready for the 32s now, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It is a lot of like just just doing something makes you yeah. feel like you're moving in the same direction. Hey, I have this interesting thing that just popped into my head, which is Do you have to do the same thing? Because here's what I find with couples is that one partner, you're like, no, mm -mm." one partner will say, I'm feeling really good about our relationship because I I picked up this book and I started reading it. And where do you think the frustration comes in? Because, well, it's not really a question because the other partner doesn't like to read. The other partner doesn't want to read that book. That's not interesting to them. And that's the gripe that they have is I feel better about the relationship and I'm creating momentum, but it's on my side and he won't read the book. I'm like, okay, is that the only way to create momentum or change or do something? hundred percent. No, hundred percent. Not, it's not the only way. And I, I just don't believe in the only way. And in fact, this is kind of a little bit of what I want to talk about today because I'm having this experience and I think I'm having it accidentally, which is just that I'm, I'm realizing that I have a lot of different kinds of clients in my practice. And I think we've talked about this before. And it's funny as I've been getting ready to come to your house and kind of collecting some materials, I'm going through a lot of old, old research that I've, that I have, I mean, I have reams of just like, cause I started taking uh Gottman trainings in like 2004. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the, the, the materials changed a lot since then. So I have all this stuff, but I just remember this one section around types of couples. They did a whole research study around types of couples and he identified five. And I think I might have five in my own head, but we can talk through them a little bit, but mm-hmm. I just think about like how quickly I get, I, I put people in a little bit of a category and I can sort of predict how the work is going to go. And okay. again, I think it's happening to me accidentally because I treat different couples in different ways. And even within the context of the same day, I'll have to go, wait, hold on. I'm my body, my brain, my, my, like my professional lens is changing with you from the last hour. And it's because you're a different kind of couple. And they're like, what do you mean? And so I've been having this conversation quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder like if a, that would be helpful for people to kind of begin to even identify for themselves. Because I I don't think I know. I don't know. My body or my mind doesn't tend to compartmentalize couples or put them in. Um, I know everybody organizes differently and I don't think I tend to do that, but I am really curious who these five types of couples and what's the benefit for, for our listeners, what would be the benefit of them hearing a category? I think, I think, I mean, it's hard to know, right? This would be the beginning of, uh, of a conversation that they should probably have with one another. Um, particularly if couples therapy is a, is, is of interest to them and B, if they're interested, like, you know, my whole thing, like I'm interested in helping you get smarter about your relationship. And if you right. go, Oh, we're probably this type. Uh-huh. Well, this type is going to be more open to and ready for couples therapy than that type. 
Um, and maybe you go, Oh, you know, but so here's the thing that you, uh, okay. For example, um, the piece of research that I found was around, uh, John's John, uh, was doing his book around kind of the math of marriage. It was his most like technical book, principle of Morris. Mm -hmm. Remember that one? Um, Mm -hmm. and he identified this research study from a guy named Harold Roush, who, uh, who wrote a book called, uh, communication, conflict, and marriage. And he found three happy couple types. And one was conflict avoiding, meaning when conflict comes into their realm, they just, they just sidestep it. I mean, that is the way that they maintain happiness. They just don't engage in, in it. And the second type of happy couple was what's called a validating couple, um, which means that when they get into areas of tension, they start to just affirm and praise and sort of solution. They're like kind of solution focused. Okay. And then the third type was what's called a, vo- a volatile couple and volatile is different than hostile. A volatile couple is one that is that we might sort of stereotypically identify as like, I don't know, Latin or Greek or something, right. Where we're just a high degree of emotion yeah. is, is just natural. It's like, yeah. we can just do this. We just sort of, you know, and maybe they have better sex. They have more, uh, more volatile or uh, like passionate sex because just the, the emotional volatility is present. All of okay. those can be happy. That's not exactly what I'm talking about, but it could, again, help people think. I think the the realm I'm in is much more like, for example, I was in the room with a couple yesterday and they sat down and I was like, what do you want to do? And they looked at me with this like big blank stare. And I was like, I know that stare. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) what do you, uh, well, we didn't really, I didn't really prepare anything for today. And I was like, I mean, I could lecture you. I could give you a lecture about some, I could make you smarter, right? I could teach you something, but that's not going to, I could tell you about my trip to Dallas. Like that could be a thing that we do. And she was like, no, I don't think that would be good. And I was like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> you know? And then, um, but I just feel like you fuck with your couples. I don't, just, I mean, I'm just, like I just push don't, them a little it, bit. I kind of, I do. I do. Cause I looked at him and I said, you know, even if you were going to the dentist today, you would have mm-hmm. flossed. Like, <laughs> come on. Like this right. is, everybody you know? picks up before the cleaner comes. Everybody <laughs> you know, does like, it. So, but, but so extremely passive couple, extremely okay. passive couple. And my body, my practice, my, my hour needed to be really different. I needed okay. to behave differently than a couple that comes in, you know, they came in Monday. So today's Thursday. That was yesterday. So Monday I had a couple come in and they were like, Okay, this, you said something last time that really piqued our interest and we really want to learn more about it. We tried to find some information about it on our own, but we couldn't. Um, so can we right talk on. about that? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Let's uh-huh. talk about it. And okay. I found myself like eager to download information to them. In fact, right. I had to stop them and say, you know, I feel like I'm going to talk a lot, but I also feel like you're hungry for that. So if, I, if you ever feel like you need me to shut up, just tell me to shut up because I will 100%. But it seems like this is what you're, you're sponging. You're sort of sponging, right? There may be a sure. sponge. Then there's this other couple that we've probably seen a lot, which is she most often says, Hey, do you have time to meet with us? And I go, yeah, I'm available. Second week of September. She's like, great. Now I just need to get my husband on board. Maybe okay. I'm going to see if he will come. And then that couple shows up in my office and I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, what are we, what's going on here? So I guess I'm just trying to figure out, how to manage that and how to help other people manage it. Because I don't, what I don't want to do is just mess with them and push them around and right. and make them mad or say, Oh, I know what this is. Okay, here we go. We're going to just do, you know, zone B. 
Uh-huh. I'm going to drop into B degree, you know, as much yeah. as to say, Hey, you need to help. You need to help your therapist. You need to help yourself. You need to help each other. Okay. But part of that, part of that comes from like a really clean awareness of like who you, who you are and what your, what your jam is and what you need. Because again, therapy is not for everybody. So to me, it seems like the sponge was good. You were, you were actively sort of, um, engaged in the spongy couple that wanted all the information they want. They were engaged, I guess, is that we'll call them the engaged couple. But then you said the passive couple, um, I mean, there's so many reasons why couples are passive or Mm -hmm. reasons why they come and they sort of stare at each other and they don't know where to go. It doesn't mean that there isn't something under the surface that has been stewing and brewing. It's that there's something that blocks them from either wanting to open up and share that. And I, I do think it's our job as a therapist to use the dental analogy that like we're there to kind of poke around until we find like the cavities mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of bring it out of them because they have been stuck in this place for a while where they're sort of, what do you call it? Modus operandi. Did I say yeah, that correctly? Yeah, that's what you call it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Sometimes you only read words and you never say them out loud. <laughs> But sometimes no, but that's you're, just you know what, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Because I mean, I actually think that the, the passive couple maybe even had a more productive session relative to their starting point. Right. Sure. Um, they were better. They left in a better, they were better at the end of the hour okay. than they were at the beginning, because I was able to say to them at the end, um, Hey, here's the deal. The best use of your next session yeah. is for you to go home and get mad or sad uh-huh or excited about this session and then do something, do anything. Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you want me to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, "Uh, it doesn't matter. Come in here with something that you tried or that you didn't do, or that you've paid attention to, you know, because here's another thing that's really infuriating, uh, particularly, uh, I don't, I don't want to judge them pejoratively. Like they're just different. I don't think they're good or bad. I think they're just different. But for example, I'm like, Hey man, so I just heard your wife say this. What do you think that comes from? What's that about for you? Like make us smarter, help us understand like what that is. And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. And then, and then I just stared at him. I was like, well, uh, okay, thanks. Yeah, it was a good question. Um, so what, wh- let's, what, what do you do when you don't know stuff when you're at your job and your boss says, Hey, I don't know what's going on with this problem over there in sector C. What's yeah. wrong? He goes, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> he doesn't say that to his boss. No. He goes, I don't know, boss. I'll go figure it out. Th- uh-huh. yeah, thanks for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, that uh-huh. seems like a big deal. If we don't get that solved, we're going to, you know, not hit our quarterly numbers. You know? I mean, yeah. I think, I think it's something like find a way to help people understand that, that, that doing work in a relationship isn't, isn't doesn't have to be this thing that is like really hard or mysterious or fleeting. It just has to be, it has to get your attention, right? You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability 
ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging, through the phone, or video conferencing. The matching process is quick but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R help H-E-L-P.com forward slash MTR and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. Okay, so this brings up a really good question that I saw recently, which is this balance between communicating to your partner, being responsible for your own needs and communicating those needs to your partner rather than assuming that your partner is going to just know or, um, you know, I guess, how can I put this? I think we need to be in control of our own needs. And I think that we need to be communicating our needs to our partner because you are married or because you've been in this long-term relationship and there's this assumption that your partner knows you, they are not mind readers. And, um, and so I'm trying to balance this out with something that a client had said to me, which is very similar to what you were just offering up, which is if you don't know something, if your partner's saying, Hey, this is a need of mine. And you're like, Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I don't really do that. That's not something that I'm comfortable with. I'm not, you know, maybe, you know, I really want to spend more time being emotionally connected with you. And your response is, I'm not really an emotionally guy. I'm not, that's not how I, I do things. Um, what, what do you do with that? Do you just go, Hey, thanks for the information. Or do you go off and you start doing research and figuring out how can I become more emotionally connected to my partner? Because that's what my partner's asking me to do. And yeah. so I'm just trying to figure out this balance of how much is the responsibility of the partner to get curious, seek out more information, learn how to be better in the relationship. And how much is it the responsibility of yourself to communicate to your partner? These are my needs. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. A hundred percent. following um, you down. I'm with you. Yeah. And I think, I think all of that is like a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent your responsibility to learn as much as you can about your partner and, okay. you know, another way I would phrase that is it's hundred percent your responsibility to learn as much as you can about yourself so that you can help your partner learn as much as they can about you. I mean, that's just, it's true. that's kind of the jam. I mean, I was, um, so it's here's not my new favorite. Or, it's and why do you totally. when you can do and, Oh yeah. See? That was your yeah, quote on Facebook, on the quote. Instagram today. Uh huh. It's like there today. You should go yeah. check it oh, out. It's not actually my quote though. I, it's my, it's my buddy's quote that the whole family has adopted it. It's a quote that I use often, but it's yeah. not Well, I put your initials I, on it. I put your fancy new logo on it on the Instagram. Thank so you. if you're not following us on the Instagram, you should go to marriage therapy and follow us the on the Instagram. Instagram. Seriously. I'm, I'm mad at you listener. If you're not following us on the Instagram. So <laughs> but no you want judgment. me to stop being mad at you, but I'm not judging. Hey, here's my new favorite uh, metaphor that I use. Okay. It's actually, I've been using it forever, but I found a, a way to describe it that I love. You know this movie, Love Actually, the Christmas movie? Yes, yes. Okay, so there's all these different stories. And one of them is this guy who goes into a cabin to write his book. Um, and he's just there to kind of work. And there's this housekeeper there. She's Portuguese. He's English. She's Portuguese. And she's there and she's cleaning up the house and 
they try to talk to each other, but they can't because she doesn't speak any English and he doesn't speak any Portuguese. Um, but somehow they fall in love. She finds him charming and adorable. And he, you know, he goes and somehow I don't forget how this happens, but he's out on the lake with his book and all the pages go into the water and she takes off her top and jumps in the water and tries to, you know, she like demonstrates love for him, but then they realize they can never make this work. And so she, they go away and he drops her off or it's the end of the summer or whatever it is. Um, and then she goes away to wherever she goes and he goes away and they're sad because they, they had this love for one another that never manifest. Well, kind of at the climax of the movie, what happens is he shows up at this restaurant where she works and he try he's trying to propose to her and he's trying to propose to her in Portuguese. And we, as the viewer get to watch these subtitles where he just mauls the language. Like he just messes it up. He asked her to marry him, but she says something like, I'd love the cheese on your, you know, you know, chin or something like that. And, um, <laughs> and then she understands what's happening because she can piece it together. Mm -hmm. And so she responds in English. And so the, the reveal is that he's been trying to learn Portuguese to let her know that he loves her. And she's been trying to learn English to be able to respond. So this whole note, like, and we we're like, Oh yes. But the, but it's not that they mastered the language. That's not the thing that we go, Oh, look at how masterfully he, he controlled Portuguese. It's more like, look what he did. Look at the effort. Separate from his performance or the outcome right. to communicate to this person that you're somebody I want to pursue. And mm -hmm. like, that's, I, I, I've been telling this story over and over again in my practice because I'm just like, you that's your job. probably learn the story a little bit better if, if you're well, going to keep going. We'll I don't know. I thought I did. When, I thought when I did you're at my house. Pretty, no, no. You know what we're going to watch? Ryan Reynolds' new movie. Have you, do you know he has a new movie? <laughs> <laughs> we should go to the movies. I'm going to take, I think I, I was thinking about this. I think, I think I'm going to take Holden just like me and him to the movie theater and watch. I would love that. I would really yeah. appreciate that. You guys can have like a date night and I'll have a date night and um, perfect. just be that. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, <laughs> so um, wait a second. Wait, 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 no, I, I haven't finished yeah, you gotta yet. Put I mean, a I think bow I, on this because I think this is a really lovely metaphor. Okay. Well, I, okay. I'm trying to, but I forget, I forget what I wanted to say. Oh, I've been telling people this because back to your question about, she says, I've been reading this book that right. I think will help us with the relationship. And maybe he goes, I don't read books. Yeah. It's not interesting. I don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. You know, but I can download Blinkist or I can get, use an audible credit and just listen to it on the way to work. Or I can uh, Google the, the executive. I'm coming to therapy. That's a pretty solid, that's sure. pretty solid. Yeah, perhaps. I'm coming. Yeah. I mean, I think, but again, I just think that there's some kind of like, okay, <laughs> we started this with the idea of types of couples. So what's the thesis? The thesis is, I think you got to be really clear about sort of the type of couple you are and learn about that. There are some categories that are out there. They exist, you know, sort of the, the ones that um, came up in this first study around, uh, what was it? Avoidant. Uh, validating and, and volatile, like mm -hmm. maybe that's you guys. That's fine. Um, all of those, like there's, there's strategies. Each of those couples use to survive the, that changes when we get into when volatile becomes hostile. Right. Right. Those people are miserable or they end up divorcing. That's a, those are all important categories. And there's also just a sense of like, what is your capacity and readiness for doing anything about any of that stuff? And just so you know, when you come into your office, you're, 
when you go to therapy, your therapist already has some categories that he's trying to put you in. And if you don't want him to be uh, bored or lazy, <laughs> help him, help him, help him help you. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. that's, that's my plea. Help him help you. Help me help you. What's that movie? Ready? Help me. Help me help you. Help me help you. I don't you. know. It's that, it, the way you're saying is like very McGuire. Uh, yeah, that's it. Jerry Maguire. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, nice I nailed it. Um, all right. I don't well, know. I, like, I don't know if any of that like is it. helpful, but that's, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> I, I think that the takeaway for me that I really appreciated just sort of talking through with you, because again, this is just like you and I consulting with a few people listening to us uh, on, on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cases that we're working on and people that we're seeing in our lives and practices is that it really does take, and you said this, like you have to work on yourself to understand yourself so you can communicate your needs to your partner and your partner has to be willing to hear those needs. And like you said, learn Portuguese or be able to be willing to learn and understand how they can better meet your needs in this relationship. I think ultimately that's what a relationship is all about is it's not just about you. It's not just learning about yourself and that's it. It's learning about yourself, taking to your partner saying, these are my needs and having your partner respond and saying, I can do that. Or if I'm not, if I can't do that, I'm sure going to try. I'm willing. I think the the willingness is what I'm looking for in relationships. Yeah. Are you willing to put the effort in to see if you can meet your partner's needs? And if there isn't willingness there, that to me is not a relationship. If there is a lack of willingness to participate, to show up, to understand who your partner is and what their needs are, that's not, that's not two people growing together. That's two yeah. people living parallel lives. Yeah, right on. And I would say if you're going to be the type of couple that's ready for therapy, just to piggyback on that, um, that curiosity needs to be there. That sort of willingness needs to be there. But I also think just that um, almost that motivation. I, I said to this, this passive couple yesterday, I said, you know, here's the deal. If you, I mean, all, a lot of us go to the gym, right? Like you're doing whatever to, to do your thing. I'm taking a break, but you know, if you go to the doctor and the doctor says, Hey, you got to lose 15 pounds because your cholesterol is through the roof. And if you don't, you're going to die. You're going to get diabetes. Yeah. You, you take, you start to take that stuff a lot more seriously. You start to take that stuff sure. a lot. You start to treat it a lot more differently. And I mm-hmm. said, you almost have that kind of thinking in order for therapy to be effective for you in the way that you're your new renewed commitment to health would be affected to you. Like somebody Mm -hmm. said, Hey, you don't change the direction. It's going to stay the same. And for some people staying the same means you're going to be miserable or you're going to like just stay on the path to divorce. For some people, it means we just want kind of not this. He was like, Oh, we just want it to be not this. And I was like, not this is easy. Yeah. Anything. You could have have not this, like you could have an affair. You could have another baby. You could have, uh, (laughs) you could move. You could, you know, change oh the furniture gosh. in your house. Oh. <laughs> you, know, like, you could have not this really easy. So you got to know what you want, right? Um, yeah. And I think it helps when you both want the same thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hey, that just reminds me so much about people trying to find joy and happiness by doing all the things, all the not this things, moving, having a baby, having an affair, like change your hair color, lose some weight, whatever it might be. That is, I'm going to do all the external things, but the one thing that really needs to be done is the internal work. And that's the hardest. Dropping Just the saying. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, let's land this plane. You got it. Adios. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. The Epic Wives Experiment is coming up on September 13th. Um, you can always go to laurasexperiment.com. There is a special right now. It's a buy one, give one special. So when you sign up for the Epic Wives Experiment, you can give an admission to your friend. There's also an early bird rate where you save $25 off of registration. This is less than $80 for two people to participate in the month long Epic Wives Experiment beginning on September 13th. You can find that by going to laurasexperiment.com. Hey, thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.